You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome into Loho Daily. I am Loho, a.k.a. Lawrence Holmes. Thank you so much for checking out the podcast today. I would like to talk about Khalil Mack and the Mack trade since it's the year anniversary of that trade going down. So I wanted to kind of give you some of the insight on how I found out about the trade and and what it was like the day before and the day of. So the day before, it's funny because we just finished up our promo shoot things that we do for NBC Sports Chicago. Very excited about what we're going to do this year, especially with adding Olin Krutz to our merry band of crazy people, <laughs> me, Alex, Lance Briggs, Matt Forte, and now Olin Krutz. And the first game Thursday, we're going to have a big pregame show. And we we really, really hope that you uh, participate in watching it and participate in our football after show, which I think is um, one of the, the best shows like this in the country. And I mean, no disrespect to anyone else. It's just that I think what we do is really, really good. So we were doing this last year. Remember, it was August 31st and we were Alex and I were the last ones to leave that day. And we were walking out of the studio and he said to me in the hallway, he goes, you think there's any way that the Bears are one of those teams that are rumored to be thinking about trading for Khalil Mack? And I go, I don't know, like it seems out of character um, for them to be in that position. This doesn't seem to be a very Bearsian type move for them to make a move for Khalil Mack. But man, if they did, could you imagine what that looks like? And we, we kind of left it there and kind of laughed it off and like, ah, oh, well, you know, maybe, maybe it'll be green Bay. And like, hopefully green Bay doesn't get Mack because if green Bay gets Mack, then the bears are going to be in a world of hurt. So I ended up losing my phone that day. I, I lost my phone and I, I was in a panic and I you know did the find my phone thing and, and realized that I left my phone at the station, but didn't didn't know where it turns out, you know, David DeJesus found my phone like inside, like the pocket of one of the reclining chairs in our green room. And I went back and got it and I was super happy to get it. Then I started to get some text messages from people I know from when I covered the league. And it was like, hey, you know, this Mac thing is uh, real. And I was like, really? For real, for real? It's that the Bears are in the mix for Mac. And I'm like, okay, well, great. And we had become so programmed at that point to not believe that the, the Bears were a swing and miss type team. I wouldn't say I ignored it, but I, I was like, eh, we'll see go to sleep, wake up early as I usually do. I'm a, I'm an early riser. So I got up and I start to really see that 
people are talking about the bears and then you know the news happens where it gets broken the story gets broken and, and mac is going to be a bear i sat there on my couch that morning just kind of going um this changes things like this dramatically changes things for the bears as a franchise the mac trade was a huge moment for this franchise i want to talk about it in a couple different aspects the first aspect is perception if you remember what it was like before the bears were good you know them being 12 and 4 last season i would joke about them all the time being the nfc version of cleveland because that's what they had become over the previous seven years where you're talking about a team that wasn't going to the playoffs that wasn't in contention they had all this weird stuff going on. They were finally divorced from Jay Cutler, and they were moving on in that regard. But you didn't know what you had with Mitchell Trubisky because of what John Fox had done in his rookie year, and you didn't know what they had in Matt Nagy. Now, there are people around the league that, that I respect that when I asked them about Matt Nagy, they said that they really liked him. And I was like, okay, like I, I trust your opinion, so I'm going to – I'm going to go into this with an open mind, but remember what the perception was of the Bears. They were a team that weren't on Sunday Night Football. They were a team that, as much as they are a huge national brand for football, because they have been so bad, no one wanted them on Monday Night or Sunday Night or Thursday Night Football. It, it, it was weird that the Bears were kind of relegated to being a Sunday noon kickoff team. Now, if you look at it, it's, it's really strange, but I, I think this is right, that the Bears don't have a Sunday noon kickoff until the middle of October this year, which is crazy. At home. So so here's this, I'm looking at the schedule right now. You have the, the Thursday night opener. Then the next week is a Sunday 325. Then the next week is Monday night. Then the week after that is 325. Then the week after that is London. And that game is, is a noon game, but, you know, it's in London. Then the Bears have another 325 game. And then it's it's the Raiders. Oh, it's the, uh, the Chargers. I'm sorry. The Chargers at Soldier Field on the 27th of, of October is the first noon kickoff at Soldier Field. That's crazy. That's crazy. It also, you know, it kind of helps my schedule, to tell you the truth. I, I like when they're on nationally, and I really like when they're on in the 325 slot. It allows one to have a life a little bit, at least in the morning. I'm a morning person if you can't figure it out. But to me, that's crazy. Think about how many weeks that you knew that the Bears were going to be on at noon. And now we're basically at Halloween before the Bears have a noon kickoff at home. And and really, out of their first eight games, they only have the one noon kickoff, and that's the game that's out there in London. Well, and the Chargers game, too. So that, to me, is kind of crazy, that, that the perception of them completely changed. It became, well, I've always felt that it's been unfair, like the idea of, well, the McCaskies are cheap. I don't I, I don't like that trope. It's it's not based in fact when it comes to what they will spend on player salaries or coaches or anything like that. 
And this, for those people who had that, when you talked about them making the trade for Mac and then the big money extension, making him the highest paid defensive player in the game overnight, the perception on the bears completely changed. So that's one aspect of it. The other aspect of it is that you had a general manager at the time in Ryan Pace that needed a win badly. We can talk all we want about, well, he didn't really get to hire John Fox. No, that's on his resume. He was a general manager. If he could have said, I don't, I'm not taking this job if if I have to take a coach that I don't necessarily want. Considering how bad things went with Fox and with the the signing of Mike Glennon, that Ryan Pace needed a win desperately. And you had a defense that was kind of on the cusp of being really good. They were pretty good anyway. And Akeem Hicks was had been really good before that. They were right on the cusp. And what they needed was someone to harass the passer. And they were hoping it would be Leonard Floyd. And Floyd in spurts is, has been that player, but in not enough spurts to do it. Although much better once you, you line him up on the opposite side of Khalil Mack and Floyd is healthy. So he needed a win. Then you look at it from a coaching perspective for Matt Nagy. This is the best thing that could have happened to him where you're trying to build this program up and you insert one of the more dominant forces in the NFL when it comes to rushing the passer. They were able to put him on the field and from the moment he was here, after having no training camp, he wrecked games. He wrecked games on you know Sunday Night Football, the first week of the season, where people were like, oh my God, look at that. That's what one of those players looks like. It's been a while since the Bears have had a game wrecker on their team, and they got one in, in Mac. What he did for the rest of that defense, I think it's hard to, to overstate it. Now, again, I felt like Akeem Hicks has been disrespected for a significant period of his career, and especially at the beginning of his Bears career, where he was snubbed for the Pro Bowl and he should have gone to the Pro Bowl. But now you add him getting some more respect and being able to collapse the pocket as well as he can. Then you add the outside punch of the way that that teams have to game plan against Mac. That, that, that's their first thing. That's That's what they're looking at. If you're a head coach or you're an offensive coordinator, the first thing you're saying is, how do we stop that guy? And usually what it is, is you better send some help. <laughs> you better you you better get some guys that are going to be able to, to try and stand in front of them. You better get a back to chip, uh, tight end to crack, like whatever it is that you got to do to try and get that guy off his game. And even with that, you saw the complete dominance of a guy that, came in there and got after it 12 and a half sacks for him. It's the second highest sack total that he's had in his career. He forced six fumbles, which was a career high, had two fumble recoveries. Uh, he scored. I mean, it's just, 
every he was everything that you could have possibly wanted. The first year of of Mac playing was like watching was like you know what it was like it was like watching Tecmo Bowl. You know how you could line LT up and have him block every extra point? That's what it was like having Mac. Like all of a sudden there was this player that that seemed like he was from another planet. And you're already you've got a group of guys that are pretty good. Akeem Hicks, Pro Bowl level, Eddie Jackson had shown that that he has a flair for the dramatic and seems to be a playmaker back there, a la Ed Reed. And Mac just made it so that everything became easier for the defense. And what does the defense do? They go out and lead the league in in uh, takeaways, and they were holding people to low point totals. They were scoring on defense. And what does that do? That makes things easier for the offense because you know that that guy can help get the ball back for you. That guy can set you up in really good positions. He can flip fields. He's just a game wrecker. And he seems to be someone that the other guys in the in the locker room can depend on. Quiet guy. Doesn't really need the spotlight because he's he's if he stays on this pace and he another couple years he's going to the Hall of Fame and he goes out there and he gives you all pro and it was a Bears defense that was filled with guys that are all pro not just Pro Bowl all pro and for you if you don't know all pro is the best to at a position. In the league, it's not broken up NFC and AFC. Just who are the best pass rushers in the league? And, and Khalil Mack is one of those dudes. He keeps adding to his legacy where he's been uh, a first time, a first team all pro three times in his career. So that day was pretty special. The fourth phase. Ha, it's funny. I actually did that in the right order. The fourth phase of this is the fourth phase. What the Mac deal did for Bears fans and the way that they perceived their team, it changed as soon as Mac got here. I've never seen so much excitement when it comes to Bears fans getting ready for a season. This is a crazy way to measure it, but I do a podcast. And before I, I started doing Loho Daily, I did a podcast called House of L. And House of L is my, you know, interview podcast. I usually do a long form. But since it was a Saturday morning when all of this broke and I wasn't going to be on the air again until Monday night at the time, I said, well, I have a platform. I can put together a podcast real quick and throw it out there for people. It The amount of downloads that that podcast got on that Saturday morning was amazing. It's one of the, the best listened to podcasts that I've ever done. So people were definitely for it and excited about it. And it, it kind of changed everything. I'm looking forward to what Mac does as an encore. But I will tell you that that guy that in the move to get him and let's give the Bears and Ryan Pace and everyone involved credit. That guy changed absolutely everything about the Bears franchise. He was able to reset the clock instead of it feeling like another year where the bears would kind of be mired in mediocrity, he was able to, to push things forward and say, no, 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 we can be good right now. 
because you have pick them one a one b you know some people go aaron donald the best defensive player in the league like that's what you have you have a guy that can be that on a weekly basis and he did not disappoint so i'm looking forward to the encore of khalil mack i'm really happy that he's in chicago he seems to be uh, exactly what bears fans expected and let's hope that it continues i appreciate you listening to loho daily i have another pod for you soon